Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name is Preston. We are reporting once again live from the trap house. It's the season freaking finale, you guys. Yeah. This is this is where we do the exact same thing, but we turn it up a little bit. You know, we turn yeah. it up a couple of times. It's not a regular episode. Special episode. It's a special episode. So, this is also the place where you all get the real, unfiltered news that no one else wants you to know about. And we're going to talk about some of that. There's a lot to talk about today. Let's start with Tucker. Let's start with Tucker. It's on everyone's mind. I woke up and I saw that and I did a little jig. It's wild. In my bedroom hallway. It's exciting. It's definitely exciting. If you all haven't heard, Tucker Carlson, longtime Fox News anchor, if you want to call it that. Basically an American terrorist as well, though. He's uh, he's like the most popular voice over there. Got he got he gets people excited. Yeah, he gets he gets them real riled up. He gets those rednecks that you're scared of. He gets those people real riled up. So basically, did he see what he got in trouble for? I mean, it's basically that they had to settle their lawsuit for spreading misinformation about the 2020 election. Specifically, it was, it was, specifically, it was the voting system itself. Yeah, the 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 people that made the, the, voting the rigged shit. vote conspiracy. Uh, the settling amount was seven hundred and eighty-seven million. Shoo! Yeah, I'd fire him too. Exactly. Yeah, I'd fire that him asshole too. really cost him that much money. Like, yes, all of them were in on it, but he was definitely one of the first people to be like, "It's rigged. It's all fake." There's. Uh, all these fake stories that I can tell you about things being found out about yeah. the voting machines and about ballots and shit like about that. About a Mexican it's part of man why they were secretly... Against, like, like, mail-in voting, too. Yeah. The fact that we don't do that already, like, the, statistically, it increases the amount of people that actually vote by an insane amount. It's mm-hmm. it's close to, like, 30%, if I'm remembering correctly. And, and now they're trying to take that kind of shit away. Yeah. Taking away voters' rights. Because if shit. they get less people to vote, then it's a closer call most of the time. And, and they can just use the Electoral College to do whatever the fuck they want. And you also gotta think, you know, who does that help? Who does... No one. But who does the male voting thing help? It helps... It helps... The people it that helps work. the real people. You know. Yeah, that are full-time jobs that, that can just be like, busy okay, on election I'm trying, day. I need to vote now. I have to take a break from my shift to go and vote. Yeah. Says no one. Um, Said no one ever. But anyways. Among other great uh, Tucker Carlson stories, got upset about gender a lot. Yeah, uh, Especially when they changed, I guess, his favorite candy. Yeah. Uh, that's the most iconic one. The M&M's fiasco. He said they made the green M&M, like, Not non-fuckable, basically. Which I guess was just real traumatic for him. Whole childhood was wanting to fuck the green M&M. Caroline's like, I agree, actually. I don't know I mean, I disagree with the change. Oh, wait. But. Like, is he wrong about that? But. That's why people listen to him, because he tells the truth. (laughs) But yeah, Tucker was talking about It's not even that they really changed their gender. At first, it was like they changed their shoes. They went from, like, stiletto... Like knee yeah, high, high boots. heels to some fucking vans, some fucking yeah, to some fucking white vans, some white Air Forces. It looks they're like. definitely Air Force ones. Oh my god! Good news though, overall so, good news. 
I think it's interesting how high of a turnover rate that Fox News has with their anchors. Yeah. Because we've seen a lot. They really just make them up or you disappear. They chew up and spit out their people, which I think is so funny that if you attract these type of skis balls, maybe you're doing something wrong. Law of attraction, right? You're always supposed to attract, you know, good things because, like, there was, like, a... Hannity, who was one of the biggest oh my anchors God, in, dude. in the world, yeah. and he was a fucking rapist, right? Yeah. And then Alex Jones was big on there, and he had some infamous shit as well. Yeah. But he, if only caught, the he got caught in the same shit as if Tucker, only the crazy motherfuckers crazy want to work for you, like damn, yeah. you're really fucked it's up. A sign. So here's one question I'm gonna ask you. Because Tucker's, like, one of the most popular anchors that they've ever had. Yeah. How much crossover appeal do they have as far as him going from Fox News to the internet? Because he's not going to go away. But we've also seen, you know, Alec Jones trying to start a podcast and it not being that successful. So yeah. how much appeal do you think he has as far as he's gonna get switching on Joe platforms? Rogan. He's definitely going to get on Joe Rogan. I'm surprised if he's not on Joe Rogan already. Joe was probably in his phone as soon as he saw the text. Hey, buddy, you want to talk about it? You need a platform um, to express yourself in an unethical way? Yeah. <laughs> so definitely going to happen. Uh, one of the top comments I saw was like, okay, but is he going to be like Trump's running mate now? Like, is he going to start his political career now that he's no longer a newsman? I wouldn't be surprised. But it could happen. I will say, though, that Joe Rogan's not... He's not... People listen to Tucker if he's on Joe Rogan, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to follow his shitty YouTube channel. Yeah. Which is probably going to be under Ben Shapiro's shitty network. <laughs> I wish that Ben Shapiro had a probably. network that he worked for so he could get removed from it for being a little creeper. He is a little My doctor wife agrees. He is a little creeper. You remember when Ben Shapiro tweeted and he was like, look at my sister's voluptuous breasts. Yes. Oh my God, bro. His it, sister is somehow worse my, than him. Isn't honestly. my sister attractive? His sister is honestly worse than him in some ways. Like, as far as like stance? Kinda. Like, I haven't heard. Anything. I hate, I hate it. Put it's not up. even like I hate them personally on stuff. It's like when a woman is somehow brainwashed by their surroundings to hate themselves or oppress themselves in some way, mm-hmm. that just makes me hate the world. I, like, anytime I see them and they say some anti-feminist shit, I'm just like, wow. It makes me sad. Yeah, people are just that susceptible. When I was younger and I was in middle school, I heard a lot of anti-feminist rhetoric mm-hmm. from my friends. And Middle schoolers are definitely anti-feminist. But what they would always cite would be, you know, the worst of the worst, right? The the type of feminist that, you know, say shit like air conditioning is sexist and, <laughs> and if you're a man, you should pay reparations to women and, you know. Wow. You would always see shit like that. No way. I've never and, heard and pay reparations to women. It I've might, never heard that it one. It might be an exaggeration. It might not be real. That but, might have been something a middle schooler told but me. But you get the point, right? Yeah. That they always just pick out the worst of the worst as opposed to just, you know, 
the specific actual message of feminism, which is like, you know, maybe women should have the same rights as Yeah, maybe people are just people and we should all be equal. Yeah, maybe we should all just live together in harmony and shit. Yeah. I'm afraid that Tucker's going to be, like, a big hit on YouTube. Because I feel like his content's already kind of designed... He's going to be a big hit on Alpha TikTok. If... Tucker Carlson goes to TikTok. I <laughs> am done. I am retiring. Yeah. From life. Let's let's talk about some of our favorite Tucker Carlson moments. I I, sh- I reshared a couple of memes to myself because I like them. Here's here's a great Tucker Carlson quote that y'all might not have heard. Once I establish my theocracy, I will throw you in my dungeon and let you rot for eternity. Once I establish. <laughs> No context he's necessary. He's so angry. He's probably trying to do the thing where he's creating a false stance of someone that doesn't you exist. You know what's my favorite way to describe him? Imagine that dude that you know went to like a Catholic school in Mobile. Now imagine him on slight, TV. Yeah, on, as a newsman and on some cocaine. Yeah, that's about right. That's about it. I, Private school kid on cocaine yeah. with a platform. I also sent you this meme. Where it's just a mashup of a bunch of different things he said. But it just kind of shows how fucking manic <laughs> yes, exactly. he seems. Exactly. There's got to be cocaine that... I, I swear I to God. I agree. I swear to God. There are so many clips Why of him where nicotine, I'm like, he is nicotine frees your mind. No, no. Oh, if no. only the government would tell my kids they're fat. You can't even get the planes to take off on time. Oh, you're obsessed <laughs> with gas stoves. No, you're obsessed with gas stoves, buddy. <laughs> It's oh my fucking god. Wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Incandescent light bulbs. They're also on the way out. Now you're stuck with some glowy fluorescent crap. Come and take it. How's that? <laughs> the country has banned showers. Somebody's never heard of LED. Toilets. That's sad. Oh, have some more weed. Menthol cigarettes cause <laughs> cancer. Now, like I said, obviously, obviously, that's a bunch of clips shoved together. Yeah. But he sounds fucking insane. Yeah. He does rave about the culture wars like that. The culture wars. It's a culture war. Yeah. Well, see, and that's that's one of those big uh, rhetorics in like socialist platforms is talking about how basically politicians will have us fighting a cultural war when the only war is class war. Yep. You know. Yep. It's also a fascist technique to make it, you know. Absolutely. There's someone, you versus them. There's an other that's trying fascist. to take away your... Your jobs, your, your place in our society, your, your American money. dream. Yeah. It's going to be taken from you by these communists and yeah. foreigners that are coming into our country. This is going to be such an interesting episode, Preston, because I'm literally going to say a bunch of almost opposite sounding shit to that at the end of the episode it's going to be it's, what do you mean we're gonna have to talk about the new world order in okay. the second half of this fair episode. enough we have not gotten there yet you guys fair enough you are going to have to wait until after musical intermission before we can talk about it one last thing i want to do on tucker he's infamously a spineless piece of shit oh he, yeah he used to be on cnn arguing one perspective as like a more liberal perspective and then they kicked his ass out of cnn 
And his ass went to Fox News. Fox News picked up the leftovers. They were like, sure, we could use a grifter that makes pointless arguments about pointless shit. Mm -hmm. Do you know who caused him to get fired at CNN? Uh Uh-uh. John Stewart. John Stewart has an infamous clip where he just eviscerates Tucker on Carlson on live television. Holy shit! On Tucker's show That's great. that he had on. That's theater. fucking great. So I'm Please. just I'm gonna play a couple clips from it because it's just so good. Please. It's just so good. John Stewart is unrelenting. John Stewart and he is one of my favorite yeah. speakers. He's I, very well spoken. He has he has great takes, and he is one of the best people to watch have like a debate with someone yeah. because he's he just gets this like dead serious face uh-huh. where he's like looking at them and he's just like are you fucking for real he's like did yeah. you even hear yourself right now yeah the entire time and very collected in, in many ways it's funny you know and i and I, uh, I made a special effort to come on the show today because i have uh, privately amongst my friends and also in occasional newspapers and television shows <laughs> mentioned uh, this show as being uh, uh, bad <laughs> And and I wanted to, I felt that that wasn't fair and I should come here and, and tell you that I don't, it's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. Yeah. So I, I wanted to come and here today and, shit. and say. Now, this is a completely different show, right? This yeah. is a show before his show on Fox and Jon Stewart saying the same shit fucking 17 years ago. Yeah. That we're saying Dude, now. it's like my Dish Mitch shirt. Yeah. Still applicable. Still applicable. Nothing changes. Wait, wait. I just want, let me, here, here, here's just one, what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop, Bless stop, him. stop. Stop hurting America. Okay, now, and, and come work for us because we, as the people. How do you pay? The people, not, not well. Better than CNN, I'm sure. But you can sleep at night. See? I love him. Love that man. He's very unapologetic with shit. No, he's he's being real. Let me, ask you, let me yeah. ask you a question on the news. Now this is theater. I mean, it's it's it, obvious. No, no, it, How old are you? Thirty-five. And you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do. I do. So, I do. so this is. <laughs> I know. I know. So you're right. Let me just go. Now come on. And listen, I'm not. Blessing. I'm not suggesting that you're not you're not a smart guy because those are not easy to tie. But the thing <laughs> is that this you're doing theater. When you should be doing debate, which would be great. No, so it's, it's, it's not, not honest. What you do is not honest. What you do is partisan hackery. And I'll, and I'll tell you he why I, I know it. You're on your show and you sniff his throne and you're accusing us of partisan hackery? Absolutely. You're a, got to be kidding me. You're on CNN. CNN. Say, my, the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, I'm just saying, there's no reason for you. <laughs> I love it. So, the whole time, Tiger's just trying to assert himself and he's got a whiny little voice he does have just, a whiny little voice he's just voice. trying to talk God, over fuck his whiny stewart. little voice and every point he makes john stewart's like well that's fucking stupid that's not a good point <laughs> because he's trying to in the interview or it's not an interview but they had him on the show tucker's like you're calling us bad He's just trying to make like false comparisons to yeah. the John Stewart show, and that's what John Stewart was just saying. Like, bro, I'm on Comedy Central. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'm a comedian. You're supposed to be the news, and and he's like, and it's yeah. not even actually like they're supposed to be the news. They're they're one of those news platforms where it's like people debate the news, uh-huh. have guests on to debate the news yeah. with them. 
Mm-hmm. So it is pathetic for them to be doing theater. Yeah. And, and like, trying to put on a performance and get erratic about shit just mm-hmm. to rile people up. And he's right, that is bad for America. I do want to have a short thing on artificial intelligence. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Recently, Snapchat added a AI chatbot uh-huh. on there, and I wonder why they even did that. Like, I get that it's sort of trendy right now, but I don't think that people are going to like it, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't plan on using it. I, th- I think that chatbots, I've tried them, like, interacted with them before. On this They're show? They're very weird, yeah. And I wouldn't want one just casually on my phone. I actually tried to see if I could delete it. It's there. It's there to stay. Please I, don't use it. Maybe they'll get rid of it. So, artificial intelligence has recently been changing the way we talk about laws and name image likeness stuff. Mm-hmm. We are going to have to completely change the fucking laws because of AI. And let me show you all why. This is creepy. So, that sounds like a Jay-Z song. Yeah. And it is completely artificial intelligence. It does kind of sound like generated. a Jay-Z song. So, That's basically the weird. smaller artist was like, I'm going to get AI to make me a Jay-Z feature, basically. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, a verse. It's them going, like, back and forth. It's and good. it sounds like... It's like good. classic Jay Z. It's fucking good. Isn't that scary? It's horrifying. Cause oh my god. Cause it's gone too far, Louis. Because they've made AI that can generated talk. music yeah. before. They made it like fucking five years ago. Mm-hmm. They made AI generated like rock album. And yeah. at the time, you know, I heard it. And people I know, like Anthony Fantano, were like, it's got a long way to go. I wouldn't listen to this over yeah. like a real rock album. Not just because it's AI, because it's, you know... Because it's, it's not that good, something. yeah. It's not that good. This is getting to the point where it's that good. I think it's that there's the human element in there still. Uh, I think it's that dude is like, gotta be feeding it bars, and then yeah. it's just rapping back with Jay-Z's mm-hmm. voice. And maybe, I don't know if he's used the AI to sort of make that, like, sample, uh, or if that's just the artist. So... Because that's also an important factor. Like, having the the AI be able to rap back with the capabilities for AI to imitate people's voices yeah. right now is not too shocking. But the fact that it's good is kind of wild. So I'm wondering how much was the AI and how much was dude. Jay-Z's manager basically came out and he was like, this is going to negatively affect everybody Yeah, because motherfuckers are going to get their voice stolen and people are going to think hey that's a jay-z song and jay-z didn't fucking make it and there are going to be people making money off of it and that turned out to be prophetic yeah right because a bunch of these ai 
made songs have gotten to Spotify and they've done extremely well. Yeah. And there aren't really laws to stop it because technically your name, image, and likeness are yours. But your so, voice. So if you don't put like featuring Jay-Z on there and people still find it, there's nothing you can really people do People are going to be listening now. to it like it's a Jay-Z song. And that brings me back to a conversation we had months and months ago Yeah. where... This is proof that the Supreme Court is not equipped for shit like this. Yeah. They don't it's even too understand old of Bitcoin. To they do don't it at all. They don't even understand fucking Windows Nine on their computers. Windows Nine doesn't even exist. Yeah, they wouldn't know that. But here's an example of uh, someone made uh, AI Drake in the Weekend song in like a day. It got a quarter of a million streams mm-hmm. on Spotify. Spotify took it down. Yeah. Which I think that's interesting. It is interesting. Too, but it they're might kind be of one of those things where it's just left up to the platform that it's on. You know, maybe but, they'll just have to. But be like, if it's an AI generated song, but, put it on a different platform. But but then it's the morally ambiguous. You know. Yeah. Deezer. Who's gonna do Deezer it? Deezer is like. Yeah. yeah, you can fucking do AI. We we don't prohibit yeah. freedom of speech. You see how I did that there? Yeah. Make something that's literally stealing somebody's <laughs> whole livelihood and making it a positive spin. You can do that on anything. Yeah, I hear you. It's interesting. I did a research paper on AI in 11th grade, and I was talking about Car- to Caroline about this, and I was so nervous. I had to present it in front of the class. I was like on stage, Damn. and all the lights were on me. And I was fucking, like, shaking and shit. I've become a much better presenter since then. But, yeah, that was Stage fright be real. But the paper was very good. And I am going to call back to that after musical intermission. Okay. Just want to deal with drama. Talk about niggas who got things. Y'all ready to kill his mama. Everything you went to was underworld related. You sell your man out. Not even your girl is sacred. You don't trust the soul. Hold up. Molded soldiers to pull guns quick and always look behind the shoulder. Think of how many dudes died trying to be down with you. Everybody's under six feet of ground, but you still standing, still roaming through the streets. That's real. You a survivor, knowing all the beef is ill. You got a bunch of thugs with you, even now that's ready, trusting your judgment. Quick to put it down, they deadly. The hood love you, but behind your back, they pray for the day. A bullet hit your heart, an ambulance and take you away. That ain't love, is hate. Think of all the mothers that waste, whose sons you've killed, and you ain't got a cut on your face. Unmarked police cars roam the streets. Tall, the heat is gone. And we listened to Purple by Nas. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs, like, of all time. It's got a lot of soul, you know? It's one of those songs. It doesn't just have a strong vibe. It's just, it's got, like, a heartbeat. A feeling to it. Yeah. And I feel like, adding on to that, I don't even think a lot of that is the beat. I think the soul is being put into it by Nas. Yeah, absolutely. And the lyrics and the pictures. It's real shit. It's real fucking shit. He paints great pictures throughout the entire song. He is 100% telling a story. It feels very personal. This is the first time Nas has been in the chamber, and I appreciate that you went with a Lost Tape song instead of like an Illmatic yeah, song, which would have been the big hit. I haven't heard this. I've never listened to the Lost Tapes. I, nice. I still need to listen through all of Nas's music. He just has a lot of He has of a it. lot of fucking music. And yeah. from my understanding, not all of it is the best. Some of it's better than others. Yeah. And 
I'm the type of guy that doesn't just listen to people saying that, but I gotta, you yeah, know. Yeah, experience it a little bit. At yeah, least. I gotta see for it myself if it's good or not. Because sometimes people will say something bad and they're just fucking wrong. Yeah. They're sometimes catching. they're just fucking wrong. But yeah, an interesting fact about the Lost Tapes, even though I've never listened to it, a lot of it was ghost written mm. by Jay Electronica. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I think is kind of interesting. And. It's interesting in multiple ways because people that try to act like yeah, you Jay know, Electronica did most of his career is mm-hmm. actually just ghostwriting and having yeah. features and shit, which is wild. But for the conversation, they've always been you know saying that ghostwriting makes it you know where it doesn't count. I think it does. It Nas is does. the most hip hop motherfucker of all time. He wrote. One of the most classic hip hop albums of all time. Yeah. If he can accept ghostwriting help, anyone well, should be able. In to. my mind, it's not just somebody writing a song for you, especially in rap. I feel like in pop, that's way more likely to be the case. Somebody just writes a hit song, and somebody uh-huh. else performs a hit song, and no one cares, and nobody gives a fuck. But in rap, it's like, oh, rap's supposed to be more personal, so people might get a little more upset by ghostwriting. But I don't think that ghostwriting functions the same way either. I, can, I can't imagine most rappers just singing a song that they had no influence on. Yeah. You know, I imagine that it's a conversation and, you know, yeah. throwing some balls and, and the ghostwriter really making the song out uh, of their conversation. And Kanye's kind of talked about, you know, having a bunch of writer credits yeah. because... On my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy specifically, he was talking about this, but he has a billion writers' credits for like everything. Mm-hmm. But he he gives credit for anything. If you give him like one line or even like an idea, he yeah. fucking gives you credit. And I think that's cool that people are giving people credit as opposed to motherfuckers just acting like they're Mark Twain yeah. and writing every single line of their own shit. I think it's cool to give credit where credits do. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing that Kanye said in that was two chains never gives him anything. Like whenever Damn. he's trying to give whenever he's trying to ask for his input on lyrics and shit, two chains is like, nah, I'm not giving you nothing. Cause he's of the old school yeah. elk where he writes his own shit and you write your own shit. Yeah. Which I think that's kinda cool. But yeah. anyways, back to Nas. Uh that was my first listen, so I don't have a lot of lyrics that stuck out to me. I like once we get past our uh, first verse, talks Three about shit in the second verse. Yeah, it gets it gets more real in the second verse. Like I like uh, you sell your man out. Not even your girl is sacred. You don't Damn. trust a soul. Hold up, you molding soldiers. Damn. To pull guns quick and always look behind the shoulder. Think of how many dudes die trying to be down with you. Damn. That's some real shit, bro. That is some real shit. The ability to say some real shit, and it's coded in, like, rap speak or just shit that sounds cool mm-hmm. over an instrumental, that is a talent. Because you can talk as much real shit as you fucking want. No one's gonna listen to you if you're trying to be preachy, or if you're trying to be too poetic, or whatever. Moss oh. has always been a master at that. On the genius notes, it says that it's... Probably talking about like Jay Z mm-hmm. shit. So basically, yeah. in their interpretation, they're saying Nas's lyrics shed light on Jay Z's occult underlings and allude to rituals one must uh, basically like proving loyalty and shit like that. Yeah, I think some of this he could definitely be talking about Jay Z, 
But I don't think that we should attribute it all to Jay-Z. I think some people do that when they're listening to lyrics. They could be like, oh, this could be a diss to this person. Oh, this could be a diss to this person. If what they're saying is true, then it's diss to everyone it's applicable to. Yeah. It's a diss to everyone it's applicable to. One line that really stuck out to me, again, one listen, but somebody tell these shorties to reach for the stars instead... They tell them how to reach through the bars holding a mirror. Um, and then there's also a lot of talk of like <laughs> betrayal and shit in our final verse. Genius annotations is so funny. Yeah. So, uh, weed smoke, three tokes, pour some henny. The <laughs> they only, did. They really did. The only word in that that's annotated is tokes. And I clicked on it because I was like, is that some wordplay that's going over <laughs> my head? A toke, a toke, comma, is a hit, comma, so three tokes means taking three hits of weed. Thank Love you, Love genius. It. Totally necessary. I like the shit talking about, like, hot-headed youngsters always getting into trouble, reacting before thinking they easily irritated and murders premeditated. It's a fact that we sink in the, the reality of the third verse. It's like kind of becoming more and more serious as you go. Like our first verse is more lighthearted. Our second verse is more serious. But then our third verse is very serious. And it's just talking about prison pipeline and shit like that. But also talking about the betrayal that is possible when you're basically trapping. That is the most beautiful thing about rap. Good rappers like Nas... They trick you into learning, into finding out some real shit. Yeah. Because he totally leads you into it subtly. And by the time you're hearing about all this shit about the prison pipeline, which is some real ass shit that you would learn in like a college class, you're already like, I like the song. Yeah. So that's unlikely to change just because you're sprinkling some real shit. Yeah, because then he goes from talking about like like seeing somebody shoot somebody, and he goes from talking about like the cops, and then straight to scene of the crime. To am I did I really even see that, or am I tripping off the yeah, blood? Tripping off the three tokes. Yeah, and I just saw you know a brother kill another brother, saying it's an ugly nation. Yeah, we have to. And then he talks about you know they're they're gonna get some innocent motherfuckers for it. And they'll snitch, and they divide and conquer. The man, essentially, will always be putting you against some other Joe Schmo <laughs> who's just trying to live their life. Yeah. We have to appreciate Nas while he's here, man, because he's still releasing great music yeah. today. Like, he's released, like... He's had an incredibly four, long career. He's released, like, four albums in the past, like four years since 2020 really the past three years which is kind of crazy because you don't usually see you know old head motherfuckers dropping like that but i mean he said it on his most recent album too like appreciate this shit while it's happening i want to see more people do that because i feel like 99.99 percent of musicians they start getting some headwinds or whatever and they start falling off a little bit and they're like okay i'll just stop yeah. I'll just stop and I'll just give up. Quit while I'm ahead when, mentality. When Nas had a whole era 
where he had shit like Nostradamus, mm-hmm. shit that even hip-hop heads are like, you know, this is bad. And then he's come all the way back to not just commercial relevance, but making fucking quality shit today with new artists and new producers like I Hateful. think that's that's some of my favorite shit is when like older artists are collaborating with like this generation uh-huh. of artists. It's very cool to watch them work together because old school rap is incredibly different from more modern yeah. shit. And that's true, but I think that it can coexist. Oh, it's it's great when it does. When And I think a lot of people are like, my sound would it really gel in the modern age? So I'm just not going to even try. Why not? Yeah. We both not? talked about wanting to hear more old school sounding shit mm-hmm. be like produced by people nowadays. Yeah. If I think a good example of that was A Tribe Called Quest last mm-hmm. album in 2016, which still kind tribe of always has pretty that much old school sound, but it, it stays, still releasing it. stays on track with, you know, their older shit as far mm-hmm. as, you know, the sound and it sounds fucking great. So I think that on its own kind of proves that it's possible. Okay, next thing. So when I did that paper that I was telling you all about, about artificial intelligence in the 11th grade, you were kind of supposed to pick a side on it, right? And you were supposed to kind of argue a side. Pro and, or anti. And AI. basically you could do the same topic as someone else, but you had to have the opposite stance. And I okay. had, I picked the against stance. Someone else in my class picked the pro stance. Cool. So basically in my research, I kind of came to the conclusion that just because the United States washes, even if the United States washes its hands of AI and says, fuck it, I'm not touching it. Yeah. It's a path that we don't want to follow down. Market we don't want. It doesn't change anything globally. Yeah. So that means that, you know, people like China... And if they're using it, we're going to use it. They're going to make the advances in AI before us. Mm -hmm. So the advances in AI are going to happen regardless. Except the only difference is we aren't going to be... In control of it, quote unquote. In control of it. So I had to kind of shift my stance, right? I shifted it to being, you know, hard line anti to being with regulation. Why do I bring all that up? It's going to become evident later. You see how I leave these little breadcrumbs? <laughs> see how I leave these little breadcrumbs? Here's kind of the big thing that I have to talk about today. This is something that concerns the future of the world, could end to the end, lead to the end of the world, and... It's hardly being talked about. It's being completely tossed aside kind of and ignored by the big media outlets because they're like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Pay attention to this, guys, because this is going to change the fucking course of human history. So, BRICS. What is BRICS? I'm so glad that you brought this up. I want to talk about this, too. You might not have heard of BRICS. B-R-I-C-S. It's an acronym. Brazil... Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Mm-hmm. What a fucking random assortment yep. of countries, right? Wrong. It is the newest global superpower, and they are going to 
earned their power by dethroning the U.S. dollar is the global yeah. currency, and they are going to do that with their own company currency. Currency, which I mean, it makes sense because in a lot of other places, their their standardization for their money is how many of this to a U.S. dollar. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. The U.S. currency is, for some reason, centralized in like the whole world. So I think it's the stock market. Before World War One, it was the British pound, I believe. But after World War One, and especially after World War Two, yeah, after all of after Europe was taken down to peg, up. all of Europe was taken down to peg because they were getting fucked up in the war. The U.S., even though we fought in those wars. We were unscathed. Yeah. Our country was straight. Our economy was better than ever. Yeah. We came across the lake of shit mountain <laughs> without a drop, right? So we've been governing shit for a long time, like a hundred years, as one of the the world's biggest economies. We used to do the gold standard, yeah, which meant that our currency was tethered to how much gold yeah, the, the country value of had. Gold. Yeah. And so it was like a fixed rate. So basically, they had to keep raising that mm-hmm. rate because other countries were fleecing us for all of our gold. They could literally be like, okay, here's, you know, the very small amount of money you need for an ounce of gold, and we're going to keep taking the shit from you. Because we had a lot of gold. Yeah. Have a lot of gold. Yeah. We live by Fort Knox. We live we by Fort that. Knox. We definitely know that. So then nixon decided you know what we're the u.s we play by our own fucking rules yeah apparently and we created the floating exchange rate which basically means our currency is untethered to gold or anything like that and it's just going to it's just straight fake it's going to be free flowing yeah just made up numbers for the longest time we've been able to manage kind of dominating the global economy by being the top of it and one of the biggest factors to it in recent years was our agreement with Saudi Arabia where all oil sales had to be conducted in US dollars mm-hmm. so any other country China France Uganda doesn't matter you have to fucking buy oil with US dollars that's just the way it was yeah I have no idea how we managed that but that's Hustled. just kind of how it's been Hustled. We hustled them. So nowadays, we're starting to see alliances for. We're starting to see all the non-Western countries kind of starting to click up. You know, like I said, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China. Those are all really big countries. That's one thing that they have in common. They're all high-growth economies. China's 30 years ago wasn't shit, and now they're right next to the United States as far as economy side india mm-hmm. booming booming economy very high growth well and that's also a lot of people to use this new currency mm-hmm. and russia russia is an interesting yeah. player in all you know what's crazy is just to imagine if it becomes a euro like thing where people can travel and use their currency interchangeably imagine india solving its population crisis by having a bunch of Indians move to the unpopulated spaces in China or Russia. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so Or like glad. the lack of the lack of like fucking women in China being solved by Indian and Russian and 
Brazilian and all these other motherfuckers moving to yeah. China. So, what's so interesting about the Euro, because that's the best comparison, right? Yeah. As far that's as, as close as we got right now. As far as one currency uniting just a big cluster of countries. The the Euro has its own fucking problems. Yeah. Euro, you can't even use in all places. Like, a lot of places, you know... It's kind of a weird alliance as well. Like, the French use the Euro, but they also use the Frank probably yeah. more. So, that kind of leads to less of the power. So, that's also a problem with a currency like that, even though those countries are Relatively closer, closer together yeah. geographically but they're also united by similar thinking. Mm -hmm. From fucking China to Brazil, do you think that those people think exactly the same? you think they're aligned politically and all that shit? South Africa? China, that's what I meant. China is aligned by their own fucking interests. Yeah, same as Russia. And Russia's just glomming onto this. They... They, I'm sure, are the reason why this was pushed for. Because kind of what I've talked about on here before, uh, when they invaded Ukraine, all these sanctions from the United States were put on them. Yeah. Their currency became fucking useless. Yeah. And they had to kind of switch to Bitcoin. And yeah. a lot of economic hardship in Russia is amounted from. Yeah, so this might just help their economy. So, glomming onto this new currency? Fuck yeah, I'll do that. Flying on to China. But what does China get out of that relationship? You want to know what I think? Hmm. China wants to invade the same way... Oh, they absolutely do. The yeah. same way Russia wanted Ukraine. And, the uh, same way and like where, Taiwan. The same way that Russia did it where it was just completely unprovoked. Yeah, they and just they're just like, this is actually say, our land. Run them down. This has been our land. And China's got... I think a bigger army than I would assume a bigger army than Russia. Yeah. But look at how that war is fucking ended up. Yeah. Bunch of people fucking dead, and Ukraine has not fallen. Yeah. It is not wavered at all. So that might be why China doesn't want to be a part of doing that just yet. But having kind of that military alliance as well, that could change shit too. Oh, for sure. So that'd be some shit that would scare the fuck out of the U.S. You know, the U.S. has said that it will defend Taiwan. Yeah, if repeatedly, if China comes after it, that's In a the world same way war. that they yeah, that is a world war instantly because we're talking NATO. That's versus we're talking we're this talking Brits. us supporting Ukraine and Taiwan at the same but, time. Ukraine, we've kind of been in opposition out to of, Russia and China. Ukraine, and I guess we, Brazil and South Africa, if they're and India, if they're affiliated with the Ukraine shit, we are supporting as much as we can with still having plausible deniability. Yeah, exactly. As far as you know, not having we just haven't our military yeah. in there. We're not fighting. We've only sent soldiers to train soldiers there. Basically, that's the most that we have. And we send supplies done it besides supplies and. Stuff. and but it would be different if China and yeah, I I would not be surprised if that happened because here's here's what all has been happening. So Saudi Arabia and Iran both made nice with each other, yeah, which is a huge deal. And China kind of brokered that yeah. peace treaty. And when I saw that a few months ago, I was like, Sus. "What the fuck?" Like it just seemed random. Right like why fuck. did Xi Jinping? 
need to fucking do that. You uh-huh. know? But he needs that oil. What unites all of the BRICS countries is oil. Brazil, yeah. South Africa, India, China, all these countries have oil depositories. Yeah. And the top of the list of countries on the wait list to join BRICS, which there's 13 countries already already trying to become a part of this new That's alliance. Insane. It's not new. Yeah. It's newer. The, but those five members are the only countries that are in it. The top of that list, Saudi Arabia and Iran. Yeah. Two of the biggest oil providers. Makes sense. And also, we've been fucking up shit in the Middle East for a long time. This would actually be great for their economy. This would be fantastic for them. It's not surprising that they're like, well, fuck the US. If we have to get it elsewhere. One of the superpowers, either China or the United States, we're joining China, the ones that haven't been fucking killing our people for no reason for the past 20 years. Yeah. So it's crazy, man, because countries like Saudi Arabia and Brazil have already said that they are no longer going to be conducting business in U.S. dollar. They're going to be conducting it in yuan, Chinese yuan. Wild. Wild. Tides are turning, man. Oh my god. we I'm so tired of living through history, bro. It's exhausting. This is the most historical shit you haven't heard of. Yeah. This is the most historical yeah, if shit. You're not lis- if you're not listening to the podcast, what are you doing? Where are you getting your news? Are you just uninformed? That's like the scariest That's what thing I is. could imagine. If you're just walking around uninformed. Get your shit together. Every Friday. I know that's a lot, Preston. Yeah, that is a what, lot. What do you think about all that? What do you gather from any of that? Do you think it's an overreaction to say that this is some I, I keep world thinking, order type shit? I, think, I keep thinking new euro. It basically is. It basically will be. And if there's already a bunch of other countries that want to join up, I'm curious what those other countries are, you know? Because, like, this this could be huge. Like, if it if they accept all 13 of those countries, that's a huge, like, population, basically, to be using this new currency, which means that it will work out. Right now, the fact that, like, China is beating the U.S., uh, scientifically speaking, like, they're closer to mm-hmm. uh, clean nuclear energy basically and they're doing their sort of own space race right now so um, they might get to mars before us like but maybe you know around the same time as elon musk or whatever the fuck but bro they might get to mars before the united states does uh, we should have made this whole episode because that is so much fucking shit to and i heard a just thing recently talking about them the possibility of them getting to mars before us significantly and then being like we've actually already staked claim over this much territory on mars where we've been conducting science experiments and shit like that, such as building bases on Mars, they might have the first political presence on another planet. It's crazy. And they're going to be taking a bunch quick, of Brazilian and Indian and South African and Russian motherfuckers with quick, them too, I guess. Quick note about SpaceX. They had another uh, rocket, rocket launch, up. and it fucking blew up in the sky again. And it's like, bro, how fucking incompetent can you be? Like, are you fucking serious right now? You know that's so much right taxpayer now? money right there? Oh my god. You know, it's an insane amount of taxpayer money. It's so fucking insane to be that incompetent. Like, why are you running tests if the shit might fucking fall out of the sky? Like, can you not collaborate with NASA at all? Because those motherfuckers can get the shit up. You know, there was the whole Challenger thing or whatever. You know, they didn't have a perfect track record by any means. But they got that shit up in the sky. 
what the fuck are we doing here, bro? That shit's disappointing for real. Yeah. That not just once, twice. It's fucking up the atmosphere. Yeah. And they're not even able to get up into the space. Yeah. It's been fruitless. Yeah. It's been fruitless efforts. But going back to another thing you said. Going back to another thing you said. I was saying one of the other countries oh, that are countries gonna... try and join BRICS. A few countries that have been showing interest. Holy Egypt, shit. United Emirates, Uruguay, Bangladesh. And I'm saying potentially Mexico too. That would be and, insane. And that would be insane. If Holy that shit. happened right next to us. We'd lose our shit. I don't know. It would be kind of crazy. So you know I, what would be will be more fucked up. You know how the U.S. has military bases basically everywhere in the world except Russia and China. Mm-hmm. Basically everywhere else in the world, though. Those are like the only two countries probably without a and, and North Korea, mm-hmm. basically without U.S. military presence. If any of the countries that we have a military base in become affiliated with these countries, what the fuck is gonna happen? Those lines start getting gray. They start getting real goddamn gray. Those alliance lines. And Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to see all this, how these communist countries are literally competing against us in the next 10, 20 years because of this kind of shit. And all of the Red Scare bullshit back in the day that we laugh at, that we think, you know, that's so stupid and xenophobic and whatever, that shit might be coming to fruition, bro. We might have legitimate competition from communistic countries that may take away fucking American way of life. Here's what I want to say, too. Before we press all the alarm buttons... The U.S. economy is still the biggest economy in the world. And part of the reason that we have... Hang on. let's. I haven't looked at the national debt in a while. Let's look at the national debt. Oh, yeah. America's not doing great, economically speaking. And it's kind of all our own fault. So it is kind of interesting to see all this shit happening mm-hmm. when America's in a recession. I mean, the whole world... The whole world's not doing great economic- post-pandemic, but... This might be a bid to get all of these countries straight. So the national debt right now is $31.5 trillion. So not looking good. One of the first questions I asked in my financing classes, how the fuck is the U.S. able to get away with having this much debt? How are we allowed to be this indebted to... It's other places too, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's China. A lot, a lot of, it of our shit's from China. How are we able to have that much debt? So basically, the Chinese need us. Mm-hmm. The Chinese are an exporter, or a, yeah, an exporter country, and the U.S. is a consumer-based importer country. Mm-hmm. If they have no one to buy their shit, which we're so now they're about to have a bunch of fucking people. Yeah, with a new currency. But if they didn't have the U.S to buy their shit they wouldn't have as much leverage but you said it perfectly yeah, right the population of india the, brazil russia and south africa these other developing plus countries maybe these other random countries that want to join more than the u.s population easily easily we're getting to more than the u.s population the gdp for BRICS is already higher than mm-hmm. the u.s alliance with like Canada and France and shit like that. So, it's already crazy. It's, it's already crazy. So, let's go back to something that I was alluding to earlier. All these countries are oil-based. A lot of these economies are based on oil. 
And at this time when, you know, the U.S. and a bunch of Western countries are focused on sustainable energy, people like China are looking like, okay, this could be a lick right now. This could be an easy come up. You know, the space is clearing out. We're focused on this other bullshit and they can make profit today. The grim thought that I want to leave you all on, going back to my research paper, even if NATO and the NATO countries, even if we do what we say we're going to, where we're going to become, you know, carbon neutral by, you know, whenever 20, yeah. 30, or whatever. However many years too late. It may not matter if China becomes the world power and their economies become oil-based. Yeah. There may possibly. not be anything we can fucking do. Either we can do it, or we can let other people do it. And that shit might be the end of the world. I so, think. what do we do now? <laughs> I mean, we can chill. We don't have to lament the end of the world. We can enjoy Party. it still, but... Party for the end of the world? Yeah, shit might be fucked. And that's Just come to can, terms with it, yeah. That's all you can do, look into a situation like this. Because I have... I barely have any power in the United States, let alone internationally. Yeah. But, yeah, the shit's fucked up. Maybe that's why America's not talking about it, because it's the type of thing where it's, because like, it's well, fucked up. it's out of our hands, yeah. and it makes me sad. It is kind of out of our hands, and I'm sure that is probably why it's not national news right now, because it's not affecting us currently. I'm finna move to Antarctica. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Antarctica doesn't have any alliances because there ain't no people. I'm good, bro. I'd, I'd like to just move to Canada and use all those weird-looking not-American coins and shit. Yeah. That look... The loony and the yeah, toony. Yeah, look like the bizarro version of our money. Uh, At least in Canada, you wouldn't be a direct target by the ops. Exactly. I could blend in. I just have to start saying a boot. <laughs> you could do it. I actually hate... A Canadian accent, like, like passionately. I hate when I hear. There's a this show called Kim's Convenience, and they're in like uh, Montreal or some shit. And this one chick has a very heavy Canadian accent, and she'll say a boot. And sorry, sorry makes me want to punch someone in the face. I love sorry. It's about as bad so as good. as Warsh. All right, I think I think we're done. I think that that this has been. Season 5 of the Highly Suspicious That's gotta podcast. be the most depressing season finale yet. Yeah. Uh, but that's sometimes how season finales go. Sometimes the season 1 finale is a big victory. Sometimes the season 3 finale is, you know, your favorite character getting their head chopped off. Yeah. Shout out to Game yeah, we of gotta, Thrones. Yeah, we gotta leave some cliffhangers for you, basically. Yeah. Will we come back and be depressed on this next season? Will we survive until the next survive? season? Will we survive? Who knows? We'll try to have taken over. You tell me. You're you're probably listening to this in the future. But yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back on May the twelfth. Hopefully, we are alive, alive, and still breathing, still kicking. Um, hopefully, we get some new and exciting guests uh, for this season six. Yeah, stay highly suspicious while you wait for the new season. I have one last closing remark. So, Joe Biden tweeted, 
I make no... Oh, I hate this. I, I make, hate this is my least favorite tweet right now. I make no apologies for being the most pro-union president in American history. And <laughs> I'm a... It got fact-checked. I'm a fair and balanced guy. So, even though I shit on Elon Musk almost every episode, I can say props to a good function. Because the fact that we're in the era of president tweeting means that there should be an instant fact check when you say bullshit. Some bullshit. So the fact check is on December 22nd of 2022, President Biden signed a bill to block the railroad union from striking. Which screwed over a bunch of blue-collar Americans. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe Biden. We'll see you next season. <laughs>